listening to 101.5 UMFM. This is Broken Headphones Podcast, the radio show and podcast of Studio 393 in Winnipeg. Catch us on Zoom, doing some classes Monday to Friday, as well as at Studio underscore 393 and at Graffiti Art Prague. Osani and Kaden interview today. Legend David Strickland, audio engineer, artist, and producer. Worked with Pete Rock, Cardinal Official, Drake, Met the Mad Red Man, Superman, Jesus, to name just a few. Check us out, www.graffitigallery.ca. Hello, everyone. You are listening to 101.5 UMFM Broken Headphones Podcast. My name is Osani. We are here with producer, audio engineer, and painter David Strickland. Uh, thanks for thanks for meeting with us. Uh, can you explain a little bit uh, more about yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me. First of all, Shim um, Gwech. Um, damn, um, me. It's a loaded question. I'm. Uh, I got a lot. It's 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 pretty. <laughs> You know, I have a long history. I've been making music in this in this place for a long time, um, whether, you know, as an engineer or, or a producer, um, also an artist. Um, I'm Mi'kmaq. Um, on my mother's side, they're Cree and French. On my dad's side is Mi'kmaq. And then, uh, yeah, I was born and raised in Scarborough. You know, fell in love with hip-hop. And that was it. I took the ball and started running. I've been doing music ever since. Um, you know, a lot a lot of times it was kind of like I fell into it, you know what I'm saying? Um, just like the art. I just kind of like followed my heart. So um, that's a little bit about who I am. And you've been, you've been doing that for over two decades now, um, you know, in the industry, working with lots of renowned people, obviously, that are in the industry. And putting together your skills, I guess, uh, just over that long period of time and your talent. And you say that, you know, following your heart got you there. Um, I've seen that you've worked with, uh, you know, likes of Red Man, Method Man, uh, Superman, which is really big in um, the United States. I listen to him a lot. Um, tons of other artists here. Uh, bring up one. Uh, you've worked with Leonard Sumner. We all know him. He's from Winnipeg here, obviously. Yeah, we got a song out um, right now. Shout out to Letter. Oh yeah, that's true. Hey, uh, that did that just release today or yesterday? Uh, my birthday, May twenty seventh. The song's May twenty seventh. Okay, it's called Truth, featuring um, Q Rock, Maestro, Leonard Sumner, and Sophie. Um, nice. Who's part of Mag Seven? Uh, yeah, the 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 award winning MTV award winning group that um, uh, Taboo did. But, and you yeah. can find that on all all streaming platforms, hey, that new single? Yes, sir. Sweet. Yeah, make sure you guys check out that new single. And uh, so speaking on, like, you know, being in the industry for so long, you've worked with um, Wu-Tang members, Pete Rock, uh, just lots of great guys. Can you tell us maybe, I guess, a little bit about what it was like at the early stage in your career, what it was like, uh, you know, once you started kind of getting more involved into the industry on the more renowned level, what was it like working with some of these guys? Uh, a lot of times it was kind of like, um, 
you're kind of like in awe at first because, you know, the, it's like anything else. You, you start and you don't make money and you do it for the love and sometimes you catch a break and then when you start catching breaks, it's, you get excited, but then, you know, you just kind of try to do your best. That's how I looked at it. I'm like, I just got to do my best because this could be it. That could be the peak, right? In my head, I'm like, you know, I could do this one thing and then that's it, right? So I always look had the attitude that one thing will lead to another. So working with guys like, you know, I'd be in, I'd be in, I just call it luck being lucky sometimes because, you know, I'd be working with the artists and then they start making moves and then they start getting access to people and then it opens doors for me. So I was really lucky in that regard is that my work ethic, you know, is what got me there is I, you know, was always down to the, yo, you can call me at three in the morning if you catch me at the right time. I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's do it. You know, so I just really try to, you know, steer in the right direction. And um, it was really, you know, every situation is magical, man. Like you, you got to appreciate the moments you're in them, right? It doesn't matter who you're talking about, whoever your favorite artist is. If you get the chance, I used to always tell my moms, like working with guys that I look up to, I would say, you know, think about it back in the day, working with like, you know, in the fifties and stuff and got to put it in context of your, your elder, like, okay, they like the Beatles. Imagine you get to work with the Beatles. They're like, wow. And I'm like, yeah. So that's what a lot of times I, I really kind of like made sure I took it in and understood that it's bigger than just me and I should just be, you know, thankful for being in the moment. And, you know, those things kind of just, the one thing led to another, right? And that's how you get a list like that is I just, I wasn't like, oh, I work with Pete Rock. And then, you know, yeah. that was it. I, I had to keep reality and, and keep balance so you know what i mean word word no totally totally understand that totally appreciate that answer too that uh definitely you can you can tell just kind of how you carry yourself as well that you're that kind of guy that has that humility um goes around with that that sort of humility to uh take advantage of the situation and make the most of it for sure thanks for sharing yeah a lot, a lot of times you gotta you gotta keep yourself in check right discipline is important right you were mentored under uh, Gadget, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering because uh, I, I heard you talk about how you were in the how you're in the studio learning all this like analog analog gear and analog equipment. Um, I was wondering what uh, what you prefer now when you when you produce when you make music if you're more into analog or or digital. Why? I miss the analog. I just, I don't have, I guess if I had the money, I'd probably have some stuff, but I, I do miss the analog sound. I have a, um, some places where there's still some tapes, but I don't, I'm not up on it as much as I'd like to be for various reasons, but I do listen back to some stuff and I'm like, man, there's something about that tape, you know? And a lot of times it's, fun if you can mix the two worlds because digital does bring a lot to the table so i'm letting go of some of those tape things but the digital world man they brought so much things like i could sit on the beach in my headphones and yeah mix right like i could never do that before so you know <laughs> you got to give and take right and there's yeah. ways around it um but there's definitely something to be said about that sound you know what i mean um and, you know, guys, like, if you go back and, like, I've been listening to, for a couple of weeks, um, a lot of uh, Bobby Digital stuff. Like, I don't know if you guys know Bobby mm -hmm. Digital past um, Robert Dixon, right, who was a producer and engineer in Jamaica, who's like a legend. 
Um, he had Digital B was the label he had. And his sound, he brought like, he brought so many artists to the world. If you know anything about dance hall or, or music or whatever, but I mean, his his uh, resume is staggering. Like he brought us Shaba, he brought us Garnet Silk. The, like, the list is crazy. So I've been listening to a lot of, a lot of, Bobby D, Bobby Digital lately because I just you know like that sound affected me listening to that growing up and and it is it is an influence and I just kind of been taking him in lately um, sonically right because you know I'm like ah oh, man rest in peace all that jet, you know and and I'm just like it's all tape right mm. it's all tape but and then you know he's transferred a lot of stuff and they did move on approaches but there's Maybe they're using both nowadays, but my point is that, ooh we go listen, and the tape is, yeah, it's a hard call, right? But, yeah, man. Yeah, I come from the tape days. We had tape, two inch, one inch. I come from the days when, like, I know how to edit on a tape. I know how to lie in a tape machine. Not many people know how to lie. I walk in the studio and lie in the tape machine. No, mm -hmm. I haven't done it in a while, so I don't recommend just doing it without a, <laughs> you know, but, but there's a lot of, skills that come with that tape machine right that was one of the things you would learn you had to learn at the beginning was how to run that tape machine i was i used to use those um reels like turntables right you know loading that tape making sure you don't screw up right because <laughs> i've seen people mess up that because not you can't undo it you can't undo there's no copy paste this is real life <laughs> all day you're at war you know what i'm saying so no control z right so all you people that ever <laughs> use tape out there appreciate those those computers because man you got it easy <laughs> word so um you got three singles out right now and mm. i hear you're dropping an album uh, getting ready to drop an album on june 29th yes sir and uh yeah do you want to tell us a little bit about the album that you're going to be dropping, who you'll be working with, and uh, I guess just like what you what you have in mind, what message you want people to take away from this album well, coming the up. The album's called Spirit of Hip Hop, um, and it is um, special for me because I I wasn't planning to do an album, and here we are. So what I tried to do was I wanted to do something that involved um traditional aspects some culture and but you know originally the album was supposed to be all indigenous but then i started looking at my history and i was like you know what i should be pairing up people with people like you know people i'm working with now with people i've worked with or i am working with and that's how the album was born because it brings to especially now when you look at what's happening in the world it brings you know indigenous and you know african and American, African, Canadian, African, you know, Hakeem is from Nigeria. He's on the song with, um, with Dreesus, Window. Um, so, I mean, Africans in the diaspora on the continent, it's bringing indigenous people. And, you know, those people I'm talking about, and I don't mean those, those people like African indigenous people who are here or there in the diaspora are indigenous, just like us in Turtle Island. So, essentially, the album is just indigenous, really, when you think about it. But... I wanted to bring those those two people together. Our struggles are so similar, and you know, the, there's been so many things happening on a, on Turtle Island to us that needs to be addressed. Some of it is addressed in the song Turtle Island, um, but I wanted to bring those two because a lot of people in mainstream don't know our community. Um, being indigenous community, they don't know our music. They don't know, a lot of people don't know we rhyme. A lot of people don't know we got skills. And 
the idea of the album was to like, you know what, let me start working. And that's how it started. And I started working with people and I was like, you know, we have the power to do something. So I started, you know, just rallying the, the fellas up and, you know, we made some magic. And, you know, I started calling on other people and getting them involved. And, you know, it's special and I want to do it again, but we'll see how this turns out. But, yeah, man, it's, it's the, um, the message is really that we have talent and it's an example of that talent. That's all I want. The album's not about me. It's about the artists. And mm-hmm. I, I, all the artists on the album all have their own, you know, fan bases, their own careers. They're all amazing. They don't need me. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm. everybody's unknown. Nobody needs me. But the idea was that I wanted to bring people together. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was about. All, you know, all nations. There's, 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 Artists from, you know, coast to coast, all across Turtle Island. You know what I'm saying? Um, We need to come together, especially now. And music is a way to share that. So maybe at the time when I was creating, it was seeing something ahead. Because if you look at what's happening in the world today, there's a lot of messages on this record that address things that are happening. You know, there's some fun music and, you know, some storytelling and all that. But Turtle Island is a perfect example. If you listen to that song, that's exactly what's happening right now. Um, and yeah, man, the album is, is special to me, so I really am excited for everybody to hear it and to enjoy it. And, you know, I've been living with it, and it, the journey I was on making it was pretty incredible. I'm kind of excited to close that chapter and move on to the unknown. So, uh, yeah, man, please take it in. Please take a listen. And um, I'm sure you're going to be surprised. Because uh, you you've done so many you've done so many records so and I I know what it's like to like have like a like a passion for like a like a record like for your like everything just like think about it like kind of like twenty four seven and keeps coming into your head and you keep like you, you live it and and that that's yeah, exactly yeah, right. yeah, you yeah. live it you live it and and it's the same thing if I was doing your album say you and I were yeah. doing a record I end up living in your album. So when your yeah. album comes out, I have those memories. I live it with you. Even if I'm not the producer, even if I'm just the engineer, whether I'm mixing or recording, I end up living it with you. So it becomes a part of you and your essence and your energy becomes, and it took me a while to figure that out. You know, I knew at the time, but now, you know, I do more, more ceremonial stuff. I do, I'm more into traditional side and I have more of appreciation for the position that I've been put in or, you know, the, just the blessings I get to be a part of or sometimes just see things happen. And that's, you know, I appreciate it more. So yeah, it's really a, really a special thing. And I mean, this album was like, it's, it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of people in my life are gone who were, when I started the album, I lost a lot of people. By the time the album came out, I expected them all to be here and a lot of them are gone. So, I mean, there's a lot of lessons in this for me, right? Life is short. So appreciate every day, please. What do you what do you appreciate more, like putting in a lot of like time and thought into a record, or do you like just like working on it and uh, and sort of like uh, clocking out and not like um, just like having more direction, or do you like uh, creating more? I'm I'm kind of notorious for going back on things and and you know making them perfect or trying or changing beats, <laughs> having you record and then going ah, change the beat. 
What do you mean? <laughs> well, you know, and I mean, if you know anything about me, I came up under Eric Sermon, and Eric was an influence on me before I met him and started working with him. He was an influence, and there was a few people that were influenced, but it's kind of like art. It's the same thing. I do like results, but... I like quick results, you know, like uh, fast food. Like, oh, you know, but that doesn't always happen. Sometimes you got to work on it, right? But it is like painting too, because sometimes you put in that work. It's, 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 it's similar and it's so weird because I, if I didn't do both, maybe I wouldn't have that comparison. But like, I, I never imagined, you know, being able to to do both. I just kind of was like one or the other, and now I'm doing both. So. I look at it like a, a painting where it's just sonic, right? So I don't, it's never finished. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Because I could still look at a painting I did a year ago and go, oh man, I got to fix that, right? Like I've been in like the biggest gallery looking at my piece going, oh man, I screwed that <laughs> up. Like, but nobody else sees it, you know? There's songs like that out there where I cringe when I hear certain parts. Nobody else notices it. So I mean, it's a gift and a curse to be an artist, I guess, but yeah it's, it's a fine line man you know absolutely agree yeah definitely um so you had spoken in that last uh before this question you had spoken a lot on like uh your indigenous background your indigenous roots and how you try to implement that into your music and you know how this album is showing that indigenous um i guess camaraderie right that that brothership and that sistership that sisterhood um across Turtle Island. And I just was wondering, you know, starting out early in your career, you know, indigenous people had a hard time kind of breaking into the industry as you spoke on that uh, people yeah. didn't really look at us as that we had that skill or that blah, blah, blah. We were just sort of not allowed into that mainstream industry. And uh, I'm just wondering that, you know, as an indigenous artist, what was it like uh, early on in your career trying to break some of those boundaries and get well, into the game? Well, a lot of times, a lot of times it was like, I was kind of like, hiding. I didn't really tell people stuff. I didn't really say stuff. It was more like, you know, it was, I don't know how to explain it. You know, I'm fair, like, I'm not, my dad is like, gets so dark and tan and red sometimes. And I, I sometimes feel like I'm, I have like issues like, oh, I'm too pale or, you know what I mean? Like, and my kids are all with black women, right? So back in the day, the reason I'm saying that is, you know, everybody would just assume I'm a white guy, right? Mm. Sometimes, even though other people who know are like, no, dude, you you know, we can tell, mm. right? Like, mm. so yeah, back yeah. then, I wouldn't tell nobody. Sometimes people wouldn't, you know, because I had a lot of friends, indigenous friends, a lot of black friends, or, you know, um, so I kind of didn't really talk about it, didn't bring it up. If you knew, you knew. If you didn't, you didn't. It wasn't really a thing. I didn't really look at it from a, a way of whether it would stop me or it would be a thing. I just kind of was like, you know, we were up against all the odds anyway. Would it matter? Uh, mm -hmm. But I didn't really, you know, because where my, my, my dad is from, it was kind of like there's a whole story behind that, right? So it was kind of like, uh, you kind of like, we got enough problems. Let's not, like, add more. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we're just like, ah, don't watch that because we're up against, you know, like we, we're, it's like a pipe dream. It's a dream. Like I'm never going to make it anywhere. Where I come from, where I grew up, 
doing music and doing what I'm doing now and having done half the things I did is impossible. Never mind being indigenous, right? Um, I don't know if you guys know, um, ever heard of DJ Shaman. I grew up with DJ Shaman. I'm a little older than him, but um, he was on Drop the Beat with Mishimi, which was on CBC. And, you know, that was groundbreaking. And I didn't even, we didn't even want, we didn't even think of that because where we come from, it's like, you can't do half. Like a lot of my friends, like, had, didn't have hope. You, they gave up on dreams. So having a dream was like, yeah, whatever. So having that being another factor is like, whatever. I just got to try harder. Right. And I had a lot of ups and downs, but I didn't really look at it from that perspective. I wasn't trying to be an artist. I was just trying to work in the industry. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I wasn't trying to do an album. Um, so that's a different struggle for the artist because I never looked at it that way until now. Now that I'm, I'm kind of like coming out as in like, you know, in that way, um, it's put me in a different light where I've done all this stuff. And then they're like, they, they try to put me in the indigenous category only. And I'm like, but I've been here doing all this other stuff. You're supposed mm -hmm. to be proud of that. I thought that was the whole point of this is that I'm supposed to be everywhere. Yeah, you can put me in the indigenous category, but I should be in the other categories too, right? Mm -hmm. It shouldn't matter. Mm -hmm. I get why they give us, they do that for us or do that to us, or I get what that's about, but we got to be everywhere too. If like, it's, 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 it's good and bad. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it kind of segregates us. I agree. Right. And then, yeah. you know, when you talk about that, you, you have to look at, there's two sides to that. So it's really a deep conversation, but for myself, I was always like, you know, I was always like, people always recognized something was different about me. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times I was working with, with, you know, there was no white people and no indigenous people in the room. Was, you know, it was just me. So everybody always thought, well, there's something to me, right? So I, you know, now that things come out, it's, I have a lot of aha moments where people were like, oh, it all makes sense now, right? So I kind of used to keep that under wraps. I don't know if it was too obvious or not. You know, some people it was obvious, some people, it all depends on the person, right? Um, yeah. But, you know, I wasn't flaunting things. Now I'm more pride. I kind of was like of the opinion, you know, when you're young, like I have kids now that are in their 20s and stuff and they don't care about their history. I try to, you know, perpetuate and, you know, bring stuff up to them. And, you know, when you're young, sometimes you're not really into that, right? And when you get older, at least for me, that's how it was. So, um, when I was younger, I, I kind of wasn't, you know, I kind of thought like, oh, we're mostly white and we have one or two ancestors and they're like really far back. That's, that's what I thought. And then when I started growing up and then they started doing ceremony and people started, you know, elders and other people might feel, oh, look, here, da, 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 and started showing me the truth. I was like, wait, so we're mostly indigenous and we have like one or two white ancestors. Now on my mom's side, they're they're French all the way, and then the Cree side, and they're Korean, French, and Creole. But on my dad's side, I'm like, Yo. so it was backwards. And that was kind of the turning point for me, right? And I thought I, I didn't think I looked indigenous. I didn't think this. I didn't think all these things because we all have a self-image, right? I was taught what I was assimilated. If you read that, that, um, that editorial I wrote for DJ Booth where I talk about assimilation and and colonization it was like it it was a 
taught to me. So I had to break free of that. And when I turned it around, that's when I started being flipping it on its head, right? Because you could do one or two things. You could keep it moving or you could take control of the narrative. So I took control of the narrative. And then mm-hmm. I started being doing what I'm doing now, which is you see it. And it comes out in everything I do. It comes out of, I already had that undertone of that attitudes already. I didn't need a reason. Now I have like more backup, but you see it, it came out in the paintings. It came out of the music. It comes out in the way I carry myself. I'm a better person. I, I, I try to be anyway, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it comes out in everything. So I wish I would have been more open or more, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I try to like, I try to engulf that because it, it is it is important, and you need to know who you are, where you come from, to know where you're going. Right now, mm. I'm, I'm supposed to be doing what I'm doing. That's why I'm doing it. So, you know, never say never. Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. That's really, really good in depth uh, answer. Because I was going to ask the next one was just going to ask like, what was the journey like connecting to your history and how it's helped you? But you really, well, that, that, that's a whole other, because that in itself, like the reason we're here is because the reason this album exists is because of that journey without the journey, there's no album. This album doesn't exist. Maybe somebody else does it because for me, it started with, you know, a conversation. It started at at the native Canadian center. I stopped by there on the way to the studio and I was talking to somebody. I basically walked in, was like, yo, I need to talk to somebody. And I started talking to people. And then I started going to social. And I started meeting people. And that's how the journey started. And then I ended up, you know, at my powwow. And then, you know, next thing you know, I'm in the Scappy Nation, Kawawa Chickamauch. You know, I'm like, I started, I just gave up, you know, like, everything creator i trust you and i just started following creator around and then here we are yeah were you so sorry speaking just quickly before we go past that when when you had made that basically um decision to really kind of just get into your roots get into yourself get give that vulnerability to your path and your passion um and understanding of yourself were you at a point where um I guess, like, were you at any breaking points or were you at any lower points where you kind of realized I had to turn this around or I really have to get myself into a position where I'm happy? No, I wasn't like I was messed up and I needed this to, to heal. I needed to heal from the trauma of generations, passed down trauma. Like, if you know the story where my father's from, where um, what happened there and how it affected everybody, and then there's, like, it splinters off. And then, you know, my mom, so there's... There's trauma there, and then it causes you to be raised a certain way, and that's where you get all this stuff. So it wasn't like, oh, I was, like, down and out. But, like, I was having a pretty good life already. Like, I'm not, you know, but I do have struggles. I did, I do have a lot of children. I did have a lot of, you know, self-inflicted troubles in my life here and there. I was, But I never, like, flew off the rails and was, like, hit rock bottom, and this picked me back up. But this did save me in a lot of ways. But it it kind of like reconnected at the right time and gave me like, it was almost like, because people who knew me before and after, there's a change, you could see the difference, okay? And it, it I'm not to say necessarily, um, yeah, I'm happier. I, w- I was always, you know, like, you know, realistic, like, 
I'll go. Let's go. Something, you know, let, not to be negative, but like, let's just cut to the chase and deal with the, the BS in the moment, right? So it kind of opened me up to stop. I was in survival mode for a long time, really. And that's what that was about, right? Um, the city's pretty big, whether it's New York or Toronto. And a lot of times you got to like, you got to keep your head on, you know what I'm saying? So like, I was always in that city survival mode and it took me that I had to be taken out of the element and, and let my head clear a bit, you know what I'm saying? So I wasn't really like, oh, I'm messed up, even though, you know, we all have a story in some regards. Um, but, but I was kind of like, you know, spinning my wheels, let's say. Oh, I'm doing the same thing over and over. And like, the, the results aren't always, you know, I was, I, I have a lot of good things happening, but I'm like, okay, I need more. There's got to be more to this. And then, mm -hmm. you know, then all of a sudden, you know, I, my horizons broaden and open up, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Super beautiful. Super great story. Yeah. I mean, I could go into details, but like I mm -hmm. had so many experiences that would just blew my mind because it was like, when you look at everything on paper, you could see one thing, but then when you have the journey and I would see things and go through things and, and uh, that you can't refute, Okay, that I would say, look, you can't tell me after that. I don't care what nobody says. And and if you and maybe you can relate to this. A lot of it is ceremony too. I would always tell people like, if nobody, you know, it's funny. The only person who would ever question me is a non-indigenous, and, and only certain people would ever question anything, right? And I would always tell anybody, you want to see come in ceremony, because I can't fake anything. I can't go in the ceremony and fake who I am creator knows who i am and anybody who knows anything there will know that it doesn't matter i could be whatever it doesn't matter how i look nothing it's a spirit right so i mean that comes into play here that's even how the album becomes called spirit of hip-hop because it's all about the spirit the spirit is what drove the album the spirit is why there's album like the spirit is in everything everything has spirit the, you know what i'm saying the music like it's all the Think about the music. Yes, the ceremonies begin and end with music. It's mm -hmm. all the spirit, right? The hip hop has been here, been or been here from time. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's really it's pr quite profound, you know. Because I, like you said before, you know, I'm like, what am I going to do when this is over? <laughs> you know, it's encompassed my life so much, right? Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. It's a part of me now, so. And it will be no matter what. No matter what happens, this will all be always be a part of my life. So I hope people get out of it what I put into it, um, because it is my spirit is in this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, sweet. So yeah, I think we're gonna. I think I'm gonna do the the call letters. Um, I just want to ask you one more, uh, one last question, David. Sure. Uh, I I love me I really love ceremony and I was just wondering when you go for a sweat uh, by the end of the fourth round what kind of what kind of sweat are, what kind of what happens are you uh, do you eagle spread because me I eagle spread and take up like half half the space or do you just like sit still which one are you <laughs> it, it it all depends sometimes I mean if it's winter time I'm j trying to get dressed as quick as possible I know some people who could just sit out there. Yeah. Some people like the cold, man. I'm not a cold, loving kind of person, which is kind of funny if you knew my name, right? <laughs> but like they tell me, direction is doesn't constitute weather. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's a. I've had you know, 
first first thing we got to say is okay every ceremony is different so mm. it's it's hard to really like you never know i've had situations where i had to like come out in between and just yeah do the eagle spread and just die and you know because i i a lot is taken out of me yeah sometimes i'm like i could have a like i was doing sweats every once a week at least okay for years now once a week sometimes twice a week um and i was doing sweats with all the healers one of my mentors is actually from winnipeg shout out to, to colin um oh. and and you know i was doing some powerful sweats with powerful people and but i have moments where i'm in there like say i had a rough week and sometimes you gotta pay for it <laughs> and i'm in there like god <laughs> damn i gotta slow down a bit right because sometimes mm -hmm. you just you don't mean to you're just trying to take care of business right and you know you get caught up and it's not always your fault but yeah man it's it's really it's it's uh, it's it's a part of me now i like i if i don't have that in my life it makes a difference right and I, and speaking on that we're in this pandemic so it's like everything's like you know i'm in the city it's it's hard to like get a sweat going in the middle of toronto without having certain places that you're allowed to do it right um um anyway what i'm getting at is man i'm just happy to be there more time you know that's that's mm -hmm. what i'm there i'm always just happy to be there because that really is a game changer in my life um and it's funny <laughs> before i started doing that i used I was, I don't know, I guess I would say I was afraid. I was afraid because I didn't know. I was afraid because I wasn't sure if I could, if I could do it. And it taught me to believe in myself. It taught me to, to, to not to give up. Not that I did, but it gave me like more courage. It just, it brought so much more positive than it, do you know what I'm saying? Like all those fears were like, yeah, they're warranted sometimes, but yo, man, take a back seat because i get so it's so amazing so i mean if anybody's listening and you haven't gone to ceremony just take that first step you never know where it can lead you no absolutely absolutely yeah well thank you so much for sitting down and talking with david this has been uh really inspiring um uh thanks so much uh you're listening to 101.5 umfm broken headphones podcast yeah, we appreciate it so much, David. Uh, and hope you enjoy uh, this time period until your album's released. And then I pray for a nice release and a great release. We'll make sure to spread that for some people. I appreciate it, Chibiguets. Thank you. And, um, you know, shout out to Winnipeg. Winnipeg was the last place I was at before this pandemic hit. That Neat. was actually cool. Yeah, so, I mean, it's part of the story. And I get so much love from Winnipeg, and I spent so much time there. It's, like, becoming, like, a second or third home. So... Shout out to everybody in Winnipeg. I appreciate all the love and support. And, uh, you know, you guys are doing something right because there's no, there's no virus out there. there yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I should have just stayed there. That's what I was saying. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Peace and love. And um, please enjoy the album. <laughs>